some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode 112. And yes, I did make sure to check that we're recording through the proper microphone. Right. Checked three times, actually, mm-hmm. just because now I'm paranoid. Yeah. That was, it, it was weird. That was because, the saddest thing. Because the audio for Discord was going through your mic, but the audition yep. was not. Because to me, the I didn't notice a difference in the audio. He sounded because he was coming through the mic, so it sounded fine. Oh, that's so it it is it is quite annoying. It's unfortunate, but hey, so, so that's like it is what it is. Like we could have gone back and re-recorded it, but it would not have been the same episode. It just would have been totally different. Yeah. Can't even remember. And I do remember what we talked about, but could not or would not be able to replicate that again. Yeah. So it's like oh, what's well. the point? Who cares? Just put it out. Nothing's mm-hmm. ever perfect. Not a big deal. As that is clearly the case. Say lovey. Yeah, I was like, oh well. Look, listened, listened to the playback right before publishing it. I was like, wait a second, why do I sound garbage and Zach sounds so good? Yeah, you said you let out like, a very oh, no. like unnerving, blood curdling. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, what happened? Like, did oh, audio corrupted, or did you know? Did someone forget to record or something? I don't know. Ah, Sawyer Headworthy. <laughs> Sawyer. I was, like, was I supposed to be recording that? Yes, Sawyer. You were. <laughs> that was that was funny. That was that, was, that funny. was really funny. This is just like, oh well. It is what it is. It is what it is. It, it was a good episode. It was at least just a good conversation. But uh but other than that, yesterday, um uh, what'd you do? You went out on a little 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 spin around the block in the in the beamer? Yeah, I needed to because I haven't hadn't driven it in a little while. And um <laughs> The other day, my dad went out to, I think, to move it. He had to move it, and he was like, "So, uh, when move your car?" And it kind of it started to misfire. I'm like, "Oh God!" And he's what like, does misfire mean for an uneducated <clears throat> automobile? Like you, it's you would you would myself. sound like it, like struggling to to run. Like you'd hear it, it oh. wouldn't sound right. <laughs> it would sound yikes! That's right? that is not good. And so he opens the hood and uh there's like evidence of like a nest and like nuts uh, and everything whoa you guys got chipmunks or squirrels and I was or like, something or mice like i was like if anything i don't have the money i barely have the money to survive right now if i have to put money into the car i'm fucked right i'm just gonna sell the thing would you have to put money into it though yeah like it's still my car the beamer yeah Oh, because you're you pay insurance on it now, right? Yeah, like we left right, it. Right. Uh, like I'm a secondary driver on it, so it goes mm-hmm. through my dad's insurance. Because surprisingly, the insurance was pretty cheap for me on the car, but it was even cheaper going for my dad. And cheap, so cheap I, is still a relative term. Well, cheap for a car insurance, right? Like for me, I think cheap for cheap for car insurance for the Beamer, for a boy. Actually, for it wasn't even cheap for a Beamer for a boy. It was cheap for cars. Really? In general, like for me and my age in that car, it was just over 200, 200 a month, which is actually quite cheap. What? 200 a month. Yeah. Want to know how much I pay? How much do you pay? Car insurance? $45. Yeah, but that's also, your, it's not like just under you. No, exactly. It would it'd be more dad, if it was just under you. Yeah, it's true. This is true. Through my dad, it's 145 that's much more understandable. Much more. But like for that car, that is like actually. Oh, true. Like yeah. No, I, I totally miss it. different what cars you said too, it. right? Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's. You got a minivan. Exactly. Like, you know, the safety and blah, blah. Yeah. Like we're talking the Beamer is, even though it's not like it's a insanely quick car, but it's classed under like a sport vehicle. Sports vehicle, right? Oh, okay. And right. it's rear wheel drive, you know, and it's a bmw and you know blah blah, mm-hmm. blah so and so things add up and then you try to insure it as a young dude it's like <laughs> the recipe for as well just disaster right but anyways yeah so the rest of your life off it was it was one of the injectors um went 
which is like a really common thing on those engines on on those generation BMW engine BMW engines. So my dad just found a guy in Kijiji selling like individual ones for like real cheap. So he just got mm. them, put it on. Um, but other than that, the car hadn't been driven a lot. And one mistake that people that don't really know much about cars, what they do is like if you leave it sitting for a while, when the brakes rust, like you can just go out and drive it and it'll clean it, right? When you use the brakes, it'll yeah. clean. But you can get to the point where it's beyond and mm-hmm. you, you might need new brakes. It's like brushing your like teeth, that. brushing your teeth every other day and then just not brushing your teeth at all. Yeah, like you get to the point where you just can't save it. That was a um, terrible analogy. Until you need new teeth. No, and uh, <laughs> or new brakes. Dentures. So that and I just wanted to make sure everything was running. So I went out and I was like, I'll go get a coffee at Starbucks and then got into the car and I was freezing. So I had to wait for it to warm up before I could move and then got to Starbucks and then missed it by a few minutes. And it was oh. closed. So I was like, fuck. So I just oh. went out on a drive. How was it? It was actually fun. I hadn't been on. I haven't really left the house much, to be honest. Um, no. So it was nice. Be able to blast some music you in your car. Probably like thirty minutes. Uh, half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah. I like that. It's a good number. Went through. Went around Cambridge, downtown Cambridge for a bit, and then went on the highway towards Air. Got off and then came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably like half Beautiful. an hour, forty-five minutes. It was Beautiful. fun. Got to blast. It's something about you know blasting music in the car on your own at night. I love it. I love it. Driving like fucking Hoonigan in a BMW. I love it in the summer, personally. Like nothing. Yeah. Th- th- my frustration is that the main vehicle, I've driven a few vehicles, but 99.95% of the time, it's always been a minivan a of minivan. sorts. Dude. We had a, we had you a gotta, Pontiac Montana, and then we yeah. got the Toyota Sienna. You got a... You gotta in the summer. You gotta drive the BMW. I'm gonna crash your BMW. No, I no, no, I, <laughs> no. It, no. You won't. You won't go that crazy. It's. No. I mean, if you're used to driving a minivan, it's very different. Yeah. Driving a time. um. A real drive car is very different. Mm, Not like it's a like game chain different, but it's different. Yeah. Um, you go on corners a lot better. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Well, because you can have like, I mean, obviously, like all wheel drive, you're going to go around a corner the fastest, especially like a tight corner. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, why gonna, is that though? Well, because, because if it's driving all wheels, you know, it's, it's pulling and pushing you around oh, the corner right. at the same time. Like you, right. you've got the yeah. grip you need, right? Good front physics. wheel drive, sometimes going around corners, like you're having to pull the car. So it's front wheel drive and heavy, like, like the, the minivan, mm-hmm. right? But when you got like a real drive and the BMW is quite light. I think it's around twenty eight hundred pound ish, maybe a bit less. Like it's pretty light because it's four door, but it's four door from two thousand three, which is like half the size of a four door this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like, like back when humans were small. This is like, like a, McDonald's and obesity. Yeah, it's like a three thirty i from two thousand three. It's a four door, but it's probably it's much smaller than the three series mm. two door now like it which is just how things yeah. work as cars get bigger um so it's light it's no it's a it's not like a race car but it is a sportier vehicle so like suspension set up a bit and the whole car set up a bit for a little more performance type things because of bmw right um mm. and rear wheel drive so it goes around corners very well and the tires very nice that are on the summer wheels are um are like new and, and actually good tires so it it grips mm. well in the summer I think I'm still torn between investing and saving up for a Riker and <laughs> using that as a summer, as a spring, summer, fall vehicle. I'm sure it's practical in the winter, but you definitely need winter riding gear. And like, I would, it, it's a nice idea to have one of those, but I genuinely think a vehicle, just a car, is more practical. I w- yeah, I would honestly. say, even though it'd be fun, I would wait into, Till you're in the position where you can have a summer fun vehicle and a regular. Better be this summer. Better be this summer. Because, like, I think you could, yeah, you say you have winter riding gear and you could do it in the winter. Sure. But there's going to be a lot of times where it's very cold here in Canada, you Mm -hmm. know, deep in the minus and deep in the minus write that on a sticky note and, I, just like uh, the, I like the verbiage of that phraseology good phraseology and you're gonna go outside and you're gonna be standing 
getting ready to get on this thing and you're going to be wishing it was a car where you could get inside and put the heat on yeah you and you're gonna be like there. i don't want to fucking do this today right i think you can get heated riding gear though i'm pretty sure you can yeah i just feel you'd like it's pay a lot you doesn't say it's amount. more of like more stuff you gotta buy then i would mm. yeah i would get a car and if you're looking yeah. to invest i think a, like an other vehicle would be would keep its value more right probably recreational vehicles i don't know how they keep their value i mean cars drop value quickly but recreational thing is a very like situational thing right because it's like this is true summer spring fall but it's also not everyday summer spring fall right yeah see if it's raining you could do it because like people on bikes go in the rain and everything but there's gonna be times where you're like are you gonna want to do that exactly that and it's like well if you need to you know carry stuff or whatever like oh, it's very yeah. situational right that's all mm-hmm. it'd be fun because it's what like you got a point that's what my dad said when i wanted to get a 944 right mm-hmm. and like i still i'm going to have one at some point when i have the money but my dad was like that's bet- how i feel about a riker i will have one at yeah some point. my dad said you're better off waiting to the position where you can have a shitty winter beater mm-hmm. and just not worry about it and have that as your summer car yeah because you don't want to try to do winter in that, not even because it would be oh. sketchy, but also you want to take care of it. Because it is that actually is mm. a car that's going up in value, not down like most cars. So that's true. It's that's like true. one of those things that you know you could have a really sick car, but you're probably gonna have to get a winter beater, and then you're having to have two vehicles and two lots of insurance, and yeah, absolutely not. And storing the other vehicle, and it just gets to the point where you're like, well, maybe I should, absolutely maybe I need not. to be in a position of a little bit higher financial wealth yeah. before I can do this. I, I agree. I would honestly, I would love by the end of 2021 to have moved out of where I'm living and be renting a place. And even mm-hmm. if we split rent, and even if we don't, and I'm just living there, and then you come over and just spend 99% of your time there, then that's honestly sounds like a dope thing. That'd be rad. And have a studio, studio wherever, wherever in the house. It's like, if I lived alone, I'm not going to have much use for a living room anyway. I'm going to have use for a bedroom and the kitchen. That's probably so Even it. if we lived together, I wouldn't have much use for a living room. No. Having exactly. friends over? We, what does that supposed to be? What? No. That mean, to have friends over, that means you need friends you in can, the first place. You can place. watch movies while sitting at your desk working on sketches. That's just us anyway. You're going to have to have to quick Google search what are friends. What does that mean? What are friends? What is no, outside? We got, a, we, got a, we got a big support group around us. We're very fortunate. Hell yeah. To very fortunate. be friends with the people that we are. And the reason I brought up the whole car thing and the Riker thing was I've been looking at Mazdas recently mm-hmm. to buy or to probably to buy realistically um and crown unfiltered the car design podcast has i can't remember his name but one of the guys who has kind of spearheaded mazda's new design direction mm-hmm. and like the way that they're choosing to style their new vehicles and i'm like oh i'm very excited i'm waiting for that episode to come out it's out on youtube but i'm gonna end up listening to it on spotify but it right. should be i have a feeling it'll be out within the next week and i'm very very excited because i just i love the look of the new ones especially like the it's just soft it's like mm -hmm. sharp a imagine a sharp pillow that's how i think about it (laughs) a sharp that way you want a car to look it's um i think it's almost a shame because i think uh a lot of the masses now have one of the best looking headlight designs and it's on i totally agree a uh, regular car. Is that a bad thing, though? No, it elevates the regular car, in air quotes, to a more luxurious mm. designer feel. But I say it's a shame because I'm like, you imagine you put that design on, if Mazda went back into, I know they do the MX-5, that's a sports car, but like a, you know, a new, like, I mean, it's always been the rumor, the RX-9, right? Continuing the rx uh, is that a Mazda thing? Yeah, like you know the RX-7, like one of my dream cars. Back from like so. the nineties to the <laughs> early two thousands. Let me let me Google it. RX-7, and and then they is did that... the RX-8, which Seb really wanted an RX-8 um, for a while, and then they just RX-8. cut it because they still had the like the rotary engines, 
in the RX cars and and then they ended them and ended that mm. lineage and everyone's been and they had like a concept car their mass design team did a concept car I don't know if they call it the RX9 or they had I forgot the name but might probably just it's like an RX there's an RX vision, the vision concept. Concept. I was just about to say I think it's called the vision concept and it looks amazing see I don't like I, oh are we looking at the same but one why is like the front maybe I'm looking at here, I'll get a picture of but it. But I'm just like, I see, you see those headlights, you're like, man, if you put that on like a supercar type layout, that would look, or like a GT car, that looks so stellar, but. Yeah, it, it could be the viewpoint that I'm looking at it from, or the viewpoint that the photo's taken, because there's one photo here from Car Reviews 2019-2020, or it says the Mazda RX-8 redesign. There's a concept there's a concept render for the rx is it red that looks beautiful that's yeah, the one i'm thinking of then they're all red yeah i was gonna say i think they are all red yeah the like the concept render thing that yeah something of that proportion right it just looks yeah. where it's front engine real drive kind of mm -hmm. like a that and just i love the soft curves on the side very sculptural and i also genuinely yeah i like the way that they that they treat the front grill area mm -hmm. It kind of just like emerges and then everything flows and there's these soft little things that catch light and push light out. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, there's actually a really good video on YouTube where it obviously it has to be like staged and recreated, but this mm -hmm. guy's creating a clay model of, it's not a speed form. They have it's that in not the commercial. There's, I, there was actually? a. I don't know if they still run it. I haven't seen it in a while, but Mazda had a commercial not too long ago and part of the commercial starts oh, off yes. and it's like black and it's got a, like a spotlight and it's that speed form-esque mm -hmm. type idea, clay model. And then he yeah. comes and you see him sculpting it and and then it yeah. comes, somehow comes up like, with the CX-5 or whatever it's called, the tiny SUV. It looks like it's a scared cat like it's on stilts or something. But You think? You think? No, not that bad, but a little bit. It's no, When you see... Bad. um. Let me think of a an SUV I really like without defaulting to a Volvo. But okay, the Volvo what XC90. The, uh, the... <laughs> um yes. Or even um an M series. What about BMW. the Lexus ones? I'm trying to think of the Lexus. The Lexus SUV. What are the Lexus SUVs? I, there was one that I, I quite like. It's got that real sharp. I'm not a fan of the grills. The new grills they have where it's now it's the running joke, but say it's like a giant vacuum cleaner on the front. It's a little too yeah. excessive. Um, but if even if you take like a... I just typed in Lexus suck, not Lexus SUV. Suck. Um, just a bunch of people like hating on Lexus. Now, I, I think even if you see like a... The RX, the RX. I quite like the RX. I, I, personally, I just like that more angular design. Yeah, I find almost in some of the concept cars like the show, the other show, they almost go a bit, a bit much. Like it's very like starting to but look it, like a stained glass but window. Isn't that the point of a concept? Yes, exactly. But isn't that the point of a concept vehicle though? Is to go, is to push the boundaries. Yes, that is true. That's. I mean, that was that would be for, the way. For that more I just a subjective it. view, I'm not. Some of them, I'm not the biggest fan of. But um, I was gonna say. Oh, but even if you look at like the BMW, um, like the the X5M or X6M mm -hmm. or. Uh, the more luxurious performance um, SUVs have bigger wheels, wider wheels. Um, it's a sports utility vehicle. It's supposed to be good on off-road, even though you know a lot of them you wouldn't have ever mm -hmm. take off-road. Um, off-road meaning going on your little trail to your fucking RV site or whatever, your campsite. Not like actually off-road. Um, but, you know, because they... Cause there's not much gap in between the wheels and the wheel well like it, it looks planted it looks like a meaty boy you know see some of those you see like an yeah, x5m yeah. on the road and i think they have like it's like uh they're over 10 inch rear tires wide i think it's like it might even be yeah. a 12 inch tire. like they're they're big right like they're they look very that's planted. what i like about them and then when you look mm -hmm. at these some of the lower cost suvs which is because they are a lower class uh lower cost suv it kind of looks like, like the the wheels are a lot skinnier 
and smaller yeah and there's more of a gap and it's not because it's a gap because like oh we have huge suspension travel because we're doing off-road no it's just because to save money to make the wheel smaller right which is fair but it almost makes the car look a bit like a scared cat like it's it's on stilts a little bit like it's a bit yeah it looks almost unstable in a way, which is weird from a visual point of view. The wheels are not the wheels are not proportional to the body in the way that gives it that yeah. strong sense. Like, was it the M M M what five? The X five M. The M X five M. I think I think those are the ones that we would see in the parking lot and yes. we're walking back home all the time. And there's a couple like the in the neighborhood around me, and it's what I like about them is that it gives. It gives the appearance of like a big cat. It's powerful. You know, like a, a, mus- a muscular panther yes. sitting at the lights, you know, and then it moves and you see it move. And even though the physical body itself, there's no flexing of organic stuff in it. It's the way that the light moves around the curves and everything. It's just very nice. You imagine like very that nice. if that's, um, cause it kind of reminds me, I saw on LinkedIn, I liked it. It was someone that, uh, reposted a video of one of the guys that worked on remember with odin he showed us that one bmw mm-hmm. concept and it was the one where it's the material that's stretched over a frame oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 uh, yeah. the gina i think it's called future the bmw oh, gina yeah. concept or something like that and um it was a video of one of the guys that worked on that kind of oh, wow. um telling this like going over like what they did and everything and how they came up with the idea and whatever and you see that and it's like i want i wonder man that'd be kind of cool to have like you said imagine like something more organic like when it goes to pounce if you will like you, you step on the gas and it, like it mm-hmm. moves it's just like you know what i mean transforms yeah. that would be pretty just, neat it's like it's like a biomechanical whole biomechanical vehicles you know what i just thought of what's involved the no. bionicle like vehicles or the bionicle oh, like bikes the, remember yeah. the, those old ones i have the instruction books yep. for those because my you brother actually, had those, the ones where it's like a bike, but they have the helmet on the front and yep. guns inside. I have, my brother had all of them. I have all like the instruction books still. Jeez. That's what I wow. thought of when you think of biomechanical, um, I have bikes. Vehicles. I, think, I remember, I remember when they came out it was part of the Glatorian area era, 2009. And it was Thornatus V, Thornatus V9. Love, I know the names. And it was this, yeah, it was this character. I don't he wasn't a major Glatorian warrior, but he was uh he was some guy and they, some they I think that they made him for the set ultimately. Right. Um but the the machine that he was in was just badass. Like had these this huge big back wheel and these two arms on either side of the cockpit that would like that could lunge forward mm-hmm. if it's like going super, super fast. And it had a like a roll cage in it too that you could lift up and lift down, had a had a Kordak blaster on the top that you could just mm. shoot people with. Shoot Aren't those like with? Lego? You know, um, you know that blaster where it's like the it shoot the little projectile that was like the gray piece, and then like the little rubber like dome over the end, and like the cannon where you oh, just pull yeah, the yeah, little yeah, yeah. thing back on the top and you shoot pull it right. A little trigger. Yeah. Is that not yeah. one of the most satisfying tactile experiences? <laughs> It's like you push it in. It's like you a, get that nice click spring, like like you feel. Oh man! And then you pull it back. It's beauty. Like that's why I loved it. I think I got like I, there's definitely a couple of those pieces and some boxes yeah. downstairs. I've do. Oh, here's a here's a question before because I have I have a legitimate industrial design related thing right. to talk about. Um, do you remember? Do you remember the Baraki? era from Bionicle? Uh, not by name, but probably, yes. So they were the underwater yes, guys. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. The underwater era, 2008. And do you remember Takadox, who was the blue guy with like, had shark vibes, but also like... I think so. I think I'm picturing it. It was skinny, skinny, blue triangular-ish head, glow-in-the-dark parts. These like saw things on his arms. Yes. I think I'm remembering the mask shape. That's how I remember all of them was by yes. like the head. Because it's the most yeah. unique shape, right? Yeah. It's I've, for some reason that thing has been in my head the last couple of days. And I'm very tempted over the maybe over the weekend or sometime next week. Um 
to go downstairs and under the stairs in the crawl space that we have and try and dig up his parts mm-hmm. from our bionicle boxes yeah. and put them together and keep him in my room. Hell yeah, you should. This is just a big, big nostalgic vibe right there. I've got two on my shelf that are up behind me, but you can't see because mm-hmm. the glare from my light is just atrocious. Struggles of struggles of only having one light. But, oh, yes, on the subject of one light, it's almost Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow, yeah. I thought it was Wednesday today, and then tomorrow. I looked at the calendar. I was like, nope, it's Thursday. It's February 11th? Uh, yeah, 11th. 12th. Today's the 11th. Tomorrow's the 12th, which means tomorrow is our quote unquote all nighter doing dope creative stuff. True. You have any plans for that or any any projects to tackle? Um, yeah, that Studio Nate design contest thing. I'm going to work on that. Got I some thumbnail for some. I'm going to do the team time travel graphic. I'm just going to come up with some new layouts and stuff. And then. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I'm just gonna work on those. I think beautiful. Gnarly. I'm gonna see if I can get a little, um, little folding table from my grandma, like a little like lunch top tray mm-hmm. type thing. It's like a very small thing that I can put and put the canvas on in my room because I've got the desk, but I will I refuse to get paint on the desk and I will not get paint on the desk. Therefore, I got to uh, see if mm-hmm. I can get that little thing, put the easel on it, put it next to the desk. And do some paintings that way. That's my current plan of action. Oh, yeah. I think as I look at the space, and it should work. I think it should work, anyways. Heard it, heard about an, heard read about an interesting concept the other day, that was actually very inherent and applicable to the conversation we had yesterday, and also what happened yesterday with me completely fucking the audio recording, as well as just in this whole theme of the process in general yeah and it's um you'll like this because it's very graphic design related as well but it's called the rule of thirds yeah you know i remember i remember that um in high school art class like grade nine Mm -hmm. what do you think the rule of third means i remember it being um am i getting this mixed up with something i remember the rule of thirds being taught to me at one point being like, um, where to place, like where you want to place, like your, uh, call to action or your, 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 um, the piece in your work. That's going to, uh, the focus point on the page. Mm-hmm. And it was splitting it up. You split up the page into thirds and it was like, you know, horizontally and vertically. And then where they intersect, that's like yeah. the points on the page where you want to put the thing. that's going to grab people's attention. Um, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. That I remember from like an from an art class sense. I remember that being the rule of thirds, right? And I think when I took like that photography class in like grade ten or eleven, there was a similar thing in photography. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was more so just like not always putting your center, your focus right on the center all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I think if there's any other ways like rule of thirds. I'm trying. I think that was it though. I remember. It's always stuck with me, the rule of thirds. It's a very it's a pretty important thing. You see it once you kind of understand it, you see it in almost yeah. everything. Right. Like right now, the two of us are sitting in the very middle of our frames, which is fine, but it's kind of why it looks funny when you get everybody just completely like stacked. Here or here or here. Or just completely off to the side or like this. Here. And then uh, just have a balance. Really visual balance. Right. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about with this. No, this is a different. This is a different rule of thirds. Okay, maybe with it. This is like a rule of thirds about not not necessarily just life, oh, but creative pursuits. I guess you just say life. Anything that you do, isn't life whether a it's creative pursuit? relationship, life, creative pursuits, relationships, friendships, um school right you know a job that you love um a favorite hobby or a favorite pastime and the rule of thirds from the way that i perceived it and understood it in this context is that we're going to take um we're going to take doing industrial design through 
the context of industrial design school from 2016 to 2020 mm -hmm. as the case study for this example and to prove this point or exemplify right. this point. The point being that with whatever it is that you do, in our case, industrial design school, it's effectively split up into roughly three different ways of identifying with it. And they're all obviously in thirds. Roughly one third of the time, you really, really, really love what you're doing and you're like super excited about it. Another third of the time, it's kind of like just normal. It happens, it passes, yeah. but you don't really think twice about it. And then another third of the time, it absolutely sucks. So you've got a very, you've got both ends of extremes and then the middle. And each one of those typically, and even after hearing and reading about this, went back and thought about other points and creative pursuits and all this and that. And I was like, you find that it's, it's genuinely pretty true that over the four years of school, about a third of the time, we were like, this is like the coolest thing ever. This is the most fun thing. And this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Another third of it is it's just there, you know, you just experience it and it's good and it's fine. Nothing special to write home about. And then another third, it absolutely sucks. And it's, you're stressed and you're time crunched and you want to throw your stuff against a wall and your model looks like crap yeah. and your SolidWorks file gets corrupted and your computer crashes and your screen breaks and you lose all your Printer files. Printer doesn't work. Printer doesn't work. I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, even with the podcast, the podcast has not sucked nearly as much, but maybe that's also because we haven't done it for, we've only been doing it for like since September. So not exactly a long time, but I mean, obviously like in the very early days, there were, po there were points when it sucked and you had to download footage and upload or download files and upload files and like edit files. And it was, it was like trudging through the mud effectively to get to a good point. And now from there, obviously we've we've been able to be, really proficient and really productive mm -hmm. with it other than yesterday's episode which was totally fucked by Shit good happens. sir silly dilly it happens that's life i thought about like um like just life in general like even say relationships with parents third of the time it's like it's great you love them and you're like guys are the best and another and then another third of the time it's yeah you guys you guys are parents and you're there and that's pretty much it and then there's obviously the other third of the time where you're like i do not want to see you and I do not want to talk to you and get out yeah. of my face. I was like, I, just, I thought it was quite interesting. The whole rule of thirds things, taking, taking it out of the physical creative context and using it more as like a psychology or a psychological way to explain the ups and downs and the, the plateaus within, within a creative pursuit. Like when I was big into painting in high school, there were points where I loved painting and then a, points where i would just paint yeah and then there was other times where i just looking back on it now you kind of don't realize it at the moment but looking back on it i was like man i could not have been bothered to be painting that day but i still did it yeah because i kind of understand i understood the importance of it and it was i had to do it it was for a grade but it's i think it's only until after the fact that you look back and you notice you're like oh. yeah when you nail that highlight you're like, fuck yeah this is sick mm. and then yeah. Someone walks past you like, Whoa, you got all that done? Like, wow, that you know, it's a lot you got done. You're like, oh, it's just just painting, just got in the zone. I kind of forgot I'm about just it. Painting. Just painting. And then there's times where you you know, spill something or you fuck it up or something's out of whack. God damn it, I'm gonna put my foot through this thing. Or you finish it and you look at it and you're like, it's not that's what I not wanted what I it wanted. to be at That's all. usually how it ends up for me. <laughs> yeah. That's not what that is not what I wanted to paint. You just got to practice. Actually, it's not even close to what I meant to paint. <laughs> yeah, that's life. Is there any any points in your creative pursuits or even like design related pursuits in the last couple of years that you can that you would be able to identify the rule of thirds being present? I mean, thesis, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. like for me very true when i first kind of solidified my topic i was like hell yeah i'm excited sat down with catherine 
both agree that mid-century modern is the design language aesthetic to go with. I love it. Get to do a car for thesis. Love it. You know? And then there's a lot of time where it was just, all right, let's just crank out a bunch of pages. It's just, you know, getting ideas out or spending hours mm-hmm. and hours just doing CAD and you're just doing it. Like it just it doesn't seem fun, but it also doesn't seem not like not fun. It just seems like it's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just this is part of the process, right? It's just it. It's just it. And then there's the a time where it's like, I don't like this. I don't like the design. Model and Kamara wanted to blah blah thesis show blah, blah all that. And then now looking back on it, it's like, I don't know. I enjoy it. It was something I did. It was it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah, there's the three. I think it's it's a good it's a good way to reflect on things. I think, you know, and like look back on and even like even with group projects, say you take the chair that night where we had to deal with the rope, while yeah, no one was fun. explicitly angry, it still sucked. It didn't change the fact that it was a shitty situation. Yeah, it was. It, was, it just yeah, we weren't sucked. even angry at each other. It was just like no. Because it wasn't like necessarily someone's fault, even though I will take blame for being like, how can you do it like a shoe? Which means taking both ends off this pool. But anyways, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where we're all yeah, just mad because we're like, thing. how did we, how did all of us let this happen? Like, yeah, you're almost mad at yourself. Yeah, and we're all else. sitting there like, man, I would be sleeping right now, but instead of tang- untangling in a thousand foot knot. And then there was times where it was like, Big we mistakes. got something right and we're like, holy shit. Like, you know, we finished the sketch model and. Cool it works it doesn't break and we take yeah. it to class and we're like here odin glenn you know when you said don't do a string chair because it doesn't fucking work guess what feast your eyes we did it and then glenn sits down he's like wow this actually works and it's comfortable and odin's like it doesn't look like it would be but it's actually really comfortable and we're like fuck yeah and mm-hmm. then that was the first time glenn has ever sat up straight <laughs> yeah it was the first ever. time he sat in a ever. string chair and didn't break his back worse didn't get eaten um, by it yeah and then after you know when we're doing this the roping of like the other chairs just got to a point where it's like it wasn't we were enjoying the company but we weren't like oh my god there's nothing else we'd be rather be doing than roping mm. this chair back and forth but it also wasn't like we so hated just, it it's just yeah, like exactly. we knew we had to do it and it was part of the process and we, we knew that it. like well yeah this isn't going to be the our favorite part but it it is a part mm-hmm. and, you know Nonetheless, the completion of the chair becomes the part that is so inherently enjoyable. Yeah. You know, and then going to the show was so enjoyable, even though we didn't. Well, that was the thing, right? It's like, who cares? Setting up, having people like, wow, this is really cool, being proud of it. Then I was good. And then uh, not winning anything was like, you know, even looking back on it, I don't really care because it's like, I don't think anyone so far has got a job out because they won second year chair project, but it's yeah, I don't think it's so. not like it's life changing. I don't think I'd really be in a different position if we won second year chair project. Like I don't really care that much. But in the moment after, it would, it would literally be another line on your resume. Yeah, and like when you're in second year, like it meant a lot to us, and all the stress and the time and effort put into it. It was a sad moment. It was like ah, uh, you know, it's. Not that you're going there expecting mm-hmm. to win, but it's always a bit sad when you don't win anything. And even yeah, though I think we still should have won best use material. But anyways, and then and then you like I guess laminating plywood is very successful. Yeah, yeah. It? <laughs> it always has been. <laughs> That's like that yeah. fucking astronaut meme. Laminating plywood is astronaut meme. You know the one where it's the astronaut looking no, there. See, you're talking to a guy. And he's always like he's like, wait, it, it's always been this. And then there's an astronaut behind him with a gun to his head. It's like, always has been. <laughs> like, and then Yikes. they put stuff on the, on the earth and it's like, or, you know, a picture or something. It's so funny. But it'd be like, you know, wait, ply- like- plywood is, you know, yeah, winning chair show every year. Like, that's the secret to winning. And then the other astronaut would be like, always has been. <laughs> but, um, should make that. No, I, uh, it is true though. But then afterwards, we're like, you know, it is what it is. Who cares? And then now looking back on it years later is like, well, loved it either way. You know? Yeah. We got a dope chair out of it. That's got That's, that's honestly the most enjoyable part. We got that acrylic chair to put together I at think, some point. 
Yeah, yeah, we do. It's not even like, I mean, having a dope chair is one thing, but I think it was more we realized we all found a team that we know works well together. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly like the best right? part is that those friendships were forged and those working relationships were forged. Like ultimately that solidified you and me, Zach, to, to be working or to be living together in third year. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately solidified Sean and I becoming such good design working partners with product design. And that ultimately combined Seb and I getting along yeah. for once, whereas before we like never interacted. Yeah. Like just very loosely. I was like, I had no idea really who that Sebastian kid was until we started working with him. I was like, why not? Yeah. And that's, chance? Like, what's the worst and thing, thing now? It's like, then I got, I got like three valuable friends. Out exactly. Me too. And, and it, it, it's like, now we need to work something. It's like, we could work as a group again. We know how everyone works and how everyone acts yeah. and everything. And, but ultimately we still know we work well together and it's, you know, a go-to. It's a very positive, very positive outcome. Yeah for it overall i think we've got it's only eight o'clock i'm gonna text uh nick and sharan sharan jan it's kind of interesting though what i was gonna say where you heard that rule of thirds thing from but were they talking about i thought you were gonna say like you know so you've got like this thirds and then ultimately you want to try and make this third bigger or more common and i was like well i kind of yeah. it wouldn't technically then be a third it's bigger mm-hmm. it would be a bigger chunk but it wouldn't be a third yeah maybe i don't know but yeah no, i know ultimately I, I, like no, I, know, I guess I, that's i see what you're saying but i guess that's kind of the uh it's almost like you can't necessarily have like all good a little bit of men no bad right that doesn't how it work mm-hmm. and you kind of need a bit yeah, of balance exactly. it's funny because it's one of those things is like well if you're so passionate about something how can you have meh how can you have a not like good, not bad, but it's just part of it. But mm-hmm. then like, I mean, it, it is right. Like it's, well then you think about like even stuff you do on a day to day basis. You're not like hyped up on adrenaline each time. If you love sketching, you're not hyped up on adrenaline each time you open your sketchbook and like, exactly like getting hot off of yeah. it. Most of the time you get hot off of the end product. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the the beginning part sucks the most because you have to actually start. Yeah, here's another one. And the middle part is like you're just working towards an end. Yeah, here's another one. Is the 50 sketches for Bruce and Otto. Yeah. Start off. Not good. Because I do 50 sketches in one night. Car sketches in one night. I did the first sketch, yeah, easy. which I still have. One of my favorite sketches I've ever done. Start off on a good note. I was like, this is this is killer. This is the good the good mm-hmm. third. The happy third. The good and then third. after that, the other 49 didn't live up to the first one. That's, but it wasn't, I didn't hate them, but they weren't, didn't have the same f- passion and, you know, mm. energy that the first one had. Yeah. Um. So that was like the meh. And then getting Bruce critiquing them <laughs> went back to uh, not oh, fun. No. That was even that worse. That was even worse. So, yeah, no, Mashon got a better mark than me. Yeah. He got, he did 46 out of 50. And the last three were like, construction and then the last one it was this really shit sketch of a car front view of a car like it looked like a toddler did it and then had like a stick person drawn in it that said like i'm bruce or something or (laughs) something like that and then you got a fucking higher mark than me on bruce pissed me off favoritism i mean yeah that's mad it's not like it's going to benefit him in any way. It's just funny because I was like, how the hell do you get a higher mark when you, your la- you, three of your last four sketches were construction work and your last one was a stick person drawing that said, I'm Bruce or something like that. I guess his other Almost. ones were just infinitely better. He, Who knows? He played to Bruce's ego and was like, mm. Yeah, he played to Bruce's ego. That's how you got to do it, you know? Apparently. That's how you got to do it. You have to play to Bruce's ego. I'm, I can't wait for him to come on again. I'm very excited. That'd be really uh, Got to cool. figure out. Figure out when that is. I'd love to do it in person and have a beer. Oh, that would have be a have Bruce. a couple of beers of Bruce. Call it beers. We'll call it beers. Beers of Bruce. Bruce. Oh shoot, that's a good fucking idea. Well, man, when did we get so smart? I don't know, man. And this is like a sober. We come up with ideas like this too. I don't know. Yeah. 
saying we got to do iOS. Well, I don't know if like not sober, we would have better ideas per se, but there'd be more um, creative ideas. Don't know if they'd be better, but they'd be more unique. Ayahuasca. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, it's not technically legal. Anyways, I don't know if it's legal anywhere. Probably somewhere in the states, but no, not in the states. But it would be scary to like where you'd have to go to find someone that would have it and not worry that there's something in it that's actually going to kill me instead. That's the that would that would be my biggest trepidation is that someone's like laced it with fentanyl yeah. or something. Yeah. Right? You just it's don't like, know. Eh, you don't know. Not. But but if you are an ayahuasca dealer and want to send us some <laughs> ayahuasca, then send us an email to hide out the process podcast. gmail.com, please. We're uh, we're very keen to uh to try that. It'd be kind of cool. Maybe do an entire yeah. podcast. On so it. we're saying before we started how um Joe Rogan had Elon Musk on again today for the third time. Mm. And the, the, the first time he was on, he was super awkward. You know, Rogan would be super pumped up. He's like, so like, how are you going to have flying cars? And then Elon Musk sits there for like three seconds, just. Thanks. And he goes, huh. you know, you know, and then he like he like slowly says something in big words, and he's very awkward. Like you can tell just the way he talks. Like he, so much is going through his head. He just whatever, right? Yeah. And then this, and and then this, it was almost hard to listen to or watch. And then the second one, it was a lot better. That I think the second one was just after he had his kid. Um, mm-hmm. probably humanized him a little bit, but he was a little more chill. And then the third time, the t- the one that came out today, way better. Seems like a normal dude. And. Oh, really? holy shit i didn't finish it i'm like almost done dude it is so i love elon musk i was saying to you i'm not a tesla fanboy there's a lot of people out there defend tesla so much and i'm not that i don't hate tesla but i'm not like a fanboy but i'm a fanboy for elon musk yeah and spacex he is a That's what totally i love respectable. it's because like he's the type of person that believes in like we should go to mars we should you know, become a interplanetary species, right? Where people are mm-hmm. like, well, there's other problems on Earth we need to solve first, right? Which that argument always kind of pisses me so, off a bit. Screw but that. He's the one like, we need more hymns, you know? I don't mean him mm-hmm. as in like a chant or song or whatever. I mean like more Elon Musk's. Um, <laughs> we need more we need- <laughs> hymns. H-Y-M-N-S. <laughs> we need more Elon Musk's, you know? Because... Listen to him talk about stuff. What do you have a favorite I hymn? I don't even know if I do you have know a favorite one. Hymn? To be honest, oh, um, <laughs> me neither. Uh, but no, listen to him talk, dude. I I want to be a designer for Elon Musk, dude. Fuck. What does it take um, to do that? Do something really cool and and uh, ask him for a job on and then uh, at him on Twitter with your work and you asking and then maybe he'll do it because he's very much like that like something happens on twitter he's like yeah i'll do it he's on twitter way too much i don't know how he does it so you should be building rockets go off twitter put your phone away maybe he's doing probably he's just maybe that's what makes him so dope like rogan's obviously asking him like it's like how how long do you think before we can go to mars and he's like and then musk's like 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 people yeah, he's like, mm, hopefully two to five years. And Rogan's like, what? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> like that soon? Like, yeah. Wait, he's like, you know, we're trying. Whoa. So, he, he, you know, he, he does. He does his Whoa. classic Joe Rogan. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. And um, you know, you've ever tried elk? I don't know if he's pulled really that like on elk. Elon, as he asked me. I feel like he's pulled it on everybody. He's pulled it on like like vegans. Have you ever tried elk? Is that an animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's beautiful, majestic creature that I hunt with a bow. It was funny though. Bow hunt. They opened up the podcast talking about it. You must saying how he's like, you see, you know the movie uh, The Dictator. And Jargon's like, is that the Sasha Baron Cohen really? one? He's like, yeah, he's like, you know when uh, this is Elon talk. He's like, you know when he's talking to his uh, scientist and he tells the scientist the rocket needs to be more pointy. 
and mm-hmm. and Jorgen's like, yeah, he's like, that's why I made the SpaceX rocket more pointy, just because of the movie. And Jorgen's like, wait, what? He's like, does it need to be pointy? And Neil is like, no. He's like, if anything, it's a little bit worse. <laughs> but he's like, it looks wow. cool. And I told the SpaceX engineers to make it pointy because of the movie. And Jorgen's like, seriously? He's like, yeah. And he's like, the engineers know it that's too. They good. just think it's funny, so they're doing it. And I'm like, God damn it, this guy's sick. That's a, that's a, that's a good. Because attitude. of a movie, like he made his rocket more pointy because he's like, it looks cooler. Like when you when you have a guy who's wrong. actually successfully building rockets that can take off into orbit and then come back and land, and he is making them more pointy because mm. it looks cooler. Like, come on, man. He that's like. Dope. That's a world I want to live in. Well, you just see those memes where it's like Elon Musk running for presidency and whatever in what year, and then it's like four years, and then it's like that year, and it looks like a utopian like concept. <laughs> it's like for a movie. Yep. Yeah. The what the White House is just all electric. It's like not even a White House anymore. It's just it's actually invisible because it's that it's that protected. It's got like mirrors yeah. everywhere. You can't mm-hmm. actually see it. It's just, it's a and it's an reflection. About fucking aliens. As he does, have you seen this? And Elon Musk kind of laughs, and he's like, "I think he he hopes there's aliens, but he's like he doesn't think there's aliens on Earth or ever was." He's like, "There's just no evidence." Interesting. No real evidence, and he's like, "He's like he's like, you got all these people that archaeologists around the world, and they look at ancient civilizations, they dig up like a a spoon or some weapon or tool, and they freak out, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. that that." makes sense according to the technologies we knew they had back then he's like if someone digs mm-hmm. up in some ancient part of the world a, a one by one inch cube of titanium then i'll then i'll say that's 100 percent aliens <laughs> so he says he's like because yeah, we know that's, we, that, that's that's, that's hard to do today like we wouldn't no one back then would have done it so i'll say 100 percent. but he's until then <laughs> no aliens he's and he's like until then he's like absolutely. i think if if anyone knew if there's aliens, it'd be me. He's like, all this rocket stuff, I think I would know he's if there's aliens. Point. He's got a point. And he's just hiding them. And he's like, if there was aliens, trust me, I'd be on that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this guy is so no, unreal. Sure. You, if anything, he'd be the one to keep keep an alien as a pet. 100%. He'd be the one to tell the aliens, like, oh, well, right. you designed your ship wrong. And the aliens be like, who the fuck do you think you are? You should make, make it more, more pointy. Point. He was saying, too, that you know when pointy. they put the Tesla into space? Mm-hmm. A lot of the flat earthers thought it was fake. Um, first of all, that, te- that was his Tesla. Of course they did. One of the engineers said, Personal like, oh, you want to wow. do something fun with a rock or whatever? And he's like, what if I put a car on it? And the engineer's like, yeah, we can do that. He's like, so we got my car out of the garage. Should we use that? And then they put a camera on it. And I didn't realize, but that's actually orbiting Mars right now. His car? Yeah, that's where it went. That because they tested the rocket, right? It didn't just orbit Earth. Like it's, it was it's heading. It had to orbit Mars. He said it's gonna be there for millions of years, just orbiting Mars. His car, with like this, you know, the alien with the guy like a mannequin in an astronaut suit in the passenger seat. Because it's a convertible, right? It's the old uh, original Tesla Roadster with the roof down, and it's like, right? Have you seen the photos where it's in space? Right, he's got like the astronauts behind the wheel. No. Oh, they put a camera. I, I don't think I have on a mount on the hood of the car, pointing at the car, so they could see the pictures from space. And it's just this mannequin in a in a in a astronaut like costume in the wheel of the car with the top down. Oh. And then on the screen of the car, they How put have I uh, not seen this something like "Don't panic" or something like that on the screen of the car. And it's just really? and they, that's what they shot off, and the rocket went up, and then it opened, and then that came out. And now that is orbiting around Mars. I'm actually, I'm, I'm annoyed. I haven't wild, seen this. dude. He's so like, he's so adamant too about like Mars, like, like living on Mars. He's like, yeah, we could do that like five years. Send people to Mars. He's got a real kink for Mars. Well, I think it's like, I think everyone agrees. It's like the only planet in our solar system that we could actually live on or get to. Yeah, you wouldn't be Venus able to live on is Venus. closer to the sun. It's too hot. Closer to the hot or closer to the sun, too hot. It's also got like methane. Yeah, and then everything else is too far or like Jupiter, you just fall through, isn't it? Because it's all gas. Like you just you can. Mm-hmm. Well, you they they believe that you can fall through to a to point. A, they believe that Jupiter has a mm. solid core. Be very hot. 
you would be vaporized. You'd be vaporized. Yeah. You wouldn't even get past like one of the first layers of atmosphere because even the pressure at that point is just so intense. You could live on one of Jupiter's moons. You'd probably have a decent chance of living on something like Europa. Mm. But like even Io and Callisto, which are a couple, and even Ganymede are a bunch of the other ones. It's like, I don't think... I don't think any of those have a legitimate atmosphere and one of them's completely volcanic. One of them's like a, a space diamond, yeah. basically. And it's like just a sea yeah. diamond. Which yeah. And then like cool. people think that you could live on Titan, Saturn's, moons, one of moons, Saturn's, yeah. Saturn's, one of Saturn's moons, but they've got lakes of liquid methane. Wow. Which and I mean, I don't know, I'm not a science nerd, but and I mean, it's very dense to make it into a liquid. Very dense. I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, don't know enough of it. I used to be it big. Was, it was funny, be actually, because he did get Rogan to be like, whoa, hold on a second. Because he was like, um, talking about living on Mars, and he's like, unfortunately, Mars right now is like the, the double whammy combo where it's cold and there's a lot of UV mm-hmm. light. And he's like, if mm. it was just one of those things, it would it'd be okay. If it was just cold, you could have um, life. And he was like, yeah. or if it was just UV, the life could repair itself. But when it's cold and UV, mm. you can't do it, right? So then Rogan was Different like, story. is there like yeah. a way of like, is there ever a chance in the future of terraforming Mars? And Elon Musk said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, how would you do it? And he's like, well... Really? He's like, you, you just have to warm it up. He's like, if you could warm it up and uh, make the air more dense, it would s- help solve both those problems um, where you mm-hmm. could actually grow shit. Because that's the thing. Like Mars Mars is a very thin yeah. atmosphere right now. There's an atmosphere there, very but thin. it's very thin. Um, and he was like, and Rogan's like, how do you do that? And he's like, uh, well, you could, um, uh, solar reflectors would work. I guess it's like, reflecting the, the sun energy onto the planet so it warms it up um to like mm. speed up the, the heating um he was like or you could um you can make a, a mini sun and rogan's like whoa hold on a second. <laughs> what do you mean make a mini sun <laughs> and he's like well you just set off something that like has like miniature like explosions every second like a sun to heat up the planet and then Rogan's like, how the hell do you do that and he's like wow well, he's like well, that's easy compared to getting there. <laughs> so you could do that without computers. That's mind-blowing. Like, what, what the fuck? You're on a di- you got a different brain to mine. Different species. He has a very different He's... brain. He's the next evolution of human I beings. Think he, I think also, though, it's like... People freak out about how smart he's like, well, he's also like living and breathing this shit every day. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't he's think so about in it. the science behind going to Mars... Every day, how could you understand going to Mars? Like you got to be you got a fair point, right? Like he's doing that every day. Like he's always surrounded by the smartest fucking engineers and scientists on the planet. Yeah, you know, he'll figure out a way, regardless. Yeah, well, he, he's going to yeah. Mars because he, like he, <laughs> he's he surrounded all the. They time. said they're gonna be um within two years doing flights for people into in space and stuff like that that's how soon Whoa. as he hopes and he's talking about the rocket right because that new big one they built the starship big silver mm-hmm. one um supposed that's to supposed be to uh that's the one that was supposed to go to mars or going to be used to go to mars he was talking about it and he was saying it's got like it's like uh more than twice the power of a saturn saturn five it's the biggest um the biggest oh, vehicle ever Jesus made by humans. Um, it's cool. got, yeah, because the Saturn V, I think, used to be the biggest, or one of the biggest, which is one that went to the moon um, mm-hmm. in 1969. That's that really I've cool. seen one of those in person. That thing is fucking huge. Um, Monstrous. And it was also the most powerful thing ever created, I believe, by hum- most powerful vehicle ever. Oh, was it? Um, by humans. Right, right, right. And, uh, this thing it says is at least twice as powerful. It's fucked. Yeah, fuck? it's what are we making doing? big stuff, and I love it. What are we doing? Anyways, go go watch it. It's 
I think you should listen so, to it. It's it's really honestly, uh, it's really cool to be honest. Just listen to him I'll talk is like really. It, it's cool it's because you're like, man. I'm like trying to think of like layouts for a poster to post on Instagram. This guy's thinking of how are we gonna live on Mars. It's like, man, can I be in that room? Like being one of the minds thinking about how to design the thing so the Martian movie doesn't happen. Like, make it more pointy. I'll be that guy. I'll make it more pointy, kind of thing. You know, stick them, stick them with the pointy. What end. should the spacesuits look like? Oh, I gotta stop. It's my time to shine. <laughs> you know, game of game of thrones imagine that's what they look like all just game of thrones outfits but you're asking you're so game of thrones with a helmet that'd be, that'd be kind of strange wouldn't it basically be basically if uh if you want to go to mars send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com that's a legitimate request the ayahuasca was a joke not really for legal but reasons it's a joke if you do have it then <clears throat> for legal reasons it's definitely a, a joke on uh Monsieur Watson, what does process our Instagram? underscore underscore podcast? Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Process Podcast, one that actually doesn't sound like total dog crap because I was Hopefully not so an idiot far. today. Until it turns out I screwed up something today. That'd be interesting. Oh, can I don't you want to jinx it, but. Oh, well, who cares? Okay. <laughs> That'll be good. Ah, we'll see. We'll I'll see. break something <laughs> if that happens. Oh, big hiccup. Yeah, I don't blame you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, we'll be back in your brain tomorrow for another episode of the Process Podcast. It's going to be cool. Go make something cool, do some creative shit, and have a good day. Peace. The Process.